This is Pastor Matt McClure here from Takeover Church, and thank you so much for checking out today's message. We hope it encourages you. We pray it blesses you. We pray it challenges you. And if you don't know, we have service every single Sunday at 10.30 a.m., and we would love for you and yours, your family and your friends to come on out, experience church, be a part of all that God is doing through Takeover Church. But hey, we hope this blesses you. Have a great rest of your day. All right, well, good morning, Takeover Church. Come on, somebody. How good was that moment of worship? Can you just right where you are make some noise for our incredible worship team headed up by our amazing worship leader, Amy, and another incredible worship leader, Alex. We are just so grateful for their gifts and how they choose to serve the house of God, how they choose to serve the people of God, the yous and the me's. Wow, how incredible is that? And first and foremost as well, can we just... Can we just stop for a second? And it's been made abundantly clear to me just over the last few weeks that, you know, we want to give honor where honor is due all of the time. And for me, it's been severely understated, unappreciated, under-acknowledged that, dude, the lifeblood of Takeover Church, we joke about it on Sundays, that Matt McClure, lifeblood of Takeover Church, it's not me. It is Adrian. She is every bit my co-lead pastor. She is not a pastor's wife. She is every bit my equal. And everything that she does Monday through Sunday goes completely unnoticed. And I just want to take a moment to show her some love and appreciation. She is why the dream happens. She makes this organization run. She is every bit, if not more, the reason TakeOver Church advances than myself. And so I just want to say, babe, I love you. I need you. I'm so grateful for your life and for your call and for who you are. And girl, I will do everything in my power, everything in my platform every single year, every single time we take this journey together to make sure you know that you are amazing, that you are appreciated, and that you are every bit as much a part of this as I am. I love you, babe. But this morning... We're going to continue on with our collection of talks, our collection of messages called Nothing Was the Same. Come on, nothing was the same. Come on. We're going to finish, not finish up, we're going to continue this message series, Nothing Was the Same this morning, because right now we're in a moment of time, just briefly, we're in a moment of time where from this moment forward, COVID-19, coronavirus, quarantine, pandemic, all of these other uh, clickbait words right now, we are in a season of life where the world going forward will never be as it was was. That's not a bad thing. That's not a daunting thing. That's just factual that this has changed some things. And because nothing was the same, I just want to make it understood that what is happening in the world, how the world is forever changed, does not eclipse what has changed all of eternity, which is Jesus on the cross, which is the empty tomb of Jesus, which is what God did through Jesus Christ all of those Easter's ago, 2,000 plus years ago. What happened eternally has eclipsed what is happening worldly right now. And so nothing was the same, but the truth of Jesus remains the same. Come on, somebody, right where you are. Nothing was the same. So I'm excited to dig into this because God is so much better than we think he is. He's doing so much more than we know that he is. And right now, we're going to dig into that even more. And so if you're taking notes, again, message series, nothing was the same. title of my message this morning is not, 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 N-O-N. T. That's not an acronym. That's just how you spell it. At least I hope that it is. Listen, listen, listen. My game is truth, okay? My game is spitting truth. I am not a ball player and I'm not grammar, okay? White men can't jump and this white guy can't spell, but I'm pretty positive that's how you spell not. So the title of my message this morning is N-O-T. Come on, somebody. 
And if you're taking notes this morning, I hope you brought your Bible to the table with you because we are coming out of 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 18. That's only 12 verses. Don't get lost in the sauce. It's going to be good. So let's dig into the Word of God together. Verse 7, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always going to be given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believe and so I spoke. We also believe and so we speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bringing us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. Verse 16, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day for this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, all comprehension, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Again, that is 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 18. Well, with that, we're going to pray. And we're going to let it rip and see what the Lord will do with it. Father God, we just thank you so much for this morning. God, we thank you for what you are doing in and through Takeover Church and in and through this moment. God, we just give it over to you. We invite you to show off right now, God, to show off what it looks like to live a life with Jesus at the center. God, we just give you the main stage. We give it to you right now. You are the main event. The main event is not a worship song. The main event is not prayer. The main event is not a message, God. You are the main event. So we give it all over to you right now. Holy Spirit, we invite you. Come and have your way in and through our lives. Invade our living rooms, invade our TV screens, invade our computers, God, and make much of this message and change us from the inside out. In Jesus' mighty name, a faith-filled church said, amen. The title of the message this morning is not. And you know, right now we are in a time, in a place where there is a lot of uncertainty taking place. There's a lot of uncertain talk going on. There's a lot of uncertain facts going on right now. There's a lot of uncertain things happening in the news and in the media. But I came this morning today to declare to you that even in the midst of uncertain times, you and I, we have a certain cross. We have a certain empty tomb. But Jesus, our God has given us a certain word. He has given us a certain Holy Spirit for this certain time right now. So why it may seem uncertain outside here. It is certain with God. It is certain with you. And he has given us the word of God. He has given us a certain life. He's given us a certain word. He's given us a certain promise. And he's for dang sure gave us a certain Holy Spirit for such a time as this. So I came to declare to you and to me today that we were made for a certain time such as this. Come on, church, right where you are, perhaps you were made for such a time as this. And I don't care what you have going on. I don't care what you've been facing down. I don't, it doesn't matter what life has looked like for you right now. If you've got Jesus, if you've started following Jesus, we have been called to live a not life. A not life. Come on somebody, I want you to write this down. You and me, we are not called to the things of this world. We are called not of this life. Come on. 
God has given us a certain word for such a time as this. And I want to encourage you in the middle of these uncertain times, you have got a certain promise that you can still live out in your life. Come on. We are not kind of people. As Paul was just proclaiming right there, we are not crushed. We are not perplexed. We are not driven to despair. We are not given over to these things. We are not being, we are not children of death. We are children of life. We are called to live a not kind of life. If you're with me this morning, say I'm with you. Come on, somebody. Man, it is my it is my goal this morning not to come to you with some TED talk in my back pocket, with some with some 10 steps to having a great business. I didn't come with the West Michigan church answer. I came with the word of God this morning. It would be the biggest failure of my life to ever bring to you something other than what the truth of God, the word of God says over your life, what you can be, what you can do, and what you can accomplish. This is for us. We are a not kind of people. And I came this morning to convince you of that, of what God's word says is best for your life. Come on, somebody. I am just completely, completely given over and completely given over to the idea and the notion and the truth of Jesus Christ that right now, even in the midst of uncertain times, we have a certain word, that we have a certain cross, that we've got a certain empty tomb of Jesus and we has given us a certain Holy Spirit, so that we can live out this life. I didn't plan. I didn't plan on nothing was the same becoming a series about the Holy Spirit, but that's just what the Holy Spirit does. And so this morning, I came with the truth to tell you this morning that you don't have to give in to crushing. You don't have to give in to despair. That you don't have to give in to defeat. That we are not called to be creatures of defeat, but we are called to be creatures that are not. We are. We may be crushed, but we are not defeated. We may feel pressed, but we are not defeated. We may feel perplexed, but we are not people of confusion. Come on, if you're with me this morning, church, I believe that right now, it is so easy that in the midst of isolation right now, it's so easy right now to start buying into a bunch of lies, to a bunch of feelings, to a bunch of thoughts, to a bunch of desires and undesires maybe right now in the middle of this season. I see here the Apostle Paul, he's going to the church in Corinth. And again, the church of Corinth, they are jacked up. They are messed up. They are torn up. They are sinning everywhere. They got sin in the marriages. They got sin in their single season. They got sin invading the church. If they were doing anything, it was sinning. Sin has just infiltrated every area of their life. And so what Paul is trying to decree to these people is that you are not people of sin, but you are jars of clay. This is a truth that I believe that we can all get around this morning because here's the simple fact that while we are in the midst of isolation, it is going to be so easy for us. If we begin to forget whose we are, we will lose track of what we are. Come on, somebody. I'm going to say it again. If you're halfway asleep, if you forget whose you are, you will lose track of what you are. If you forget whose you are, you will lose track of what you are. Paul is declaring to the Corinthians the same thing I believe God is declaring to us this morning that you and I, we are jars of clay. You and me, we are called vessels. You and me, we have been entrusted with the Holy Spirit. You see, here's the deal. Here's the deal about jars of clay. Jars of clay, there ain't nothing special about them. Not when you look at them. It's just a jar of clay. It's a jar that was pressed, that was made hot, that was that was formed into the shape of a clay. It ain't it has no gold inline. 
It has no, it's not made out of silver. There's nothing pretty written on top of it. It's just a jar of clay. What makes a jar of clay special, what sets it apart from every other uh, vessel in the universe is that a jar of clay, it is trusted. It is trusted with gold. It is trusted with silver. It is trusted with treasure. What makes a jar of clay stand out is that a jar of clay was trusted with scriptures. It's trusted with the promises of God. And for you and me, for us being jars of clay, we are trusted with the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Did you know, if we want a little bit of practical uh, application here, jars of clay and all of that, did you know that those things called the Dead Sea Scrolls, remember when that whole thing was found, with, that they had bottom of the Dead Sea, the reason they were, they, were, uh, they were kept up as well as they were, the reason they were still in great condition, the reason that they are still hanging in museums all around the world now, traveling, they take these things on tour, is because a thousand plus years after they were written, they were put into jars of clay. Even at the bottom of the dead sea, they were still preserved. This is what it means to be a jar of clay. It means that we have been trusted with the Holy Spirit. It means that we've been trusted with a treasure that we cannot quantify. We've been trusted with more than just a stimulus check. Come on, somebody. We've been trusted with more than just monthly provisions, somebody. Come on, we have been entrusted with the Holy Spirit. And why that is a paramount right now for us to understand is that in the midst of the season, in the midst of isolation, it is so easy to forget who and what you are. Because if you forget whose you are, you will not remember what you are. Come on, somebody. In the middle of isolation, it is easy to start giving into thoughts, into feelings, into actions, into these things that that want to invade us and infiltrate us. They want to get inside of us. They want to they want to convince us that we are perplexed, aka that we are confused, that we are defeated, aka we are people of death. No, we are not. If we begin to, in the middle of isolation right now, and we begin to form an attachment to these thoughts, we begin to act on these thoughts. The more act upon these thoughts are, these feelings are, these dark clouds overhead. The more we act upon what they say about us, the greater the agreement we make with them. The more we act out on them, the greater the agreement we make with them. And the greater we agreement we make with them, well, the quicker we're going to form an identity around them. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You've been feeling confused. You are not called a person of confusion. You are called somebody who God gave you the power of love and of spirit and of sound mind. Come on, somebody. You are not people given over to perplexion, a.k.a. confusion. You are called to a certain life, to a certain purpose, with a certain word all over it. You are a trusted vessel for the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Right where you are, make some noise for the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, because he has trusted you with the Holy Spirit. We're jars of clay. We're jars of clay. We are not people. We're not people that are called to live a life of perplexion, of being in a constant state of confusion, of being in a constant state of, of uncertainty, a constant state of being shooken and shaken and unstilled. We are not people who are called to be who are be who are called to be planted. In rocky soil. No, no, no. We are called to plant ourselves on Christ alone, the cornerstone. You and I, we are not people. We are not a vessel that has been called to live a life of defeatedness. You ever met somebody who's just 
perpetual state of defeatedness. They just live from a place of being defeated, that they are just, their shoulders are down, their heads are down. They just try and, and, and make it through this life. They're not trying to thrive. They're not trying to push forward. They're just trying to exist to another day. Have you ever met that person? You and I, we are not called to be that person because we have been entrusted with the Holy Spirit when we begin to make agreements with these thoughts, with these ideas that we are defeated, that we are confused, that we are anxiety ridden, that we don't have what it takes, that we are diseased, that we are plagued, that these things have overtaken us. When we begin to act on these feelings, especially right now, isolation, that is a breeding ground for taking on these identities. When we begin to, in the middle of isolation, make agreement with them, we begin to say, no, 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 I'm not a vessel for the Holy Spirit. I'm a vessel for despair. I'm a vessel for depression. Well, now I'm a vessel for adultery. Now I'm a vessel for pornography. Now I'm a vessel for whatever other inadequate thing that's trying to take over the Holy Spirit's life on the inside of you have been entrusted with the Holy Spirit. And what Paul came to declare to the Corinthians is the same thing I came to declare to you and to me right here, right now, that if you do not remember in isolation whose you are, you will forget, you will lose track of what you are and what you are is a person. If you've been following Jesus or you choose to follow Jesus right now, you are a person who has been entrusted with the Holy Spirit. You are a vessel for the Holy Spirit. And I love what Paul goes on to say. And I love what Paul says here. He says that we ourselves are afflicted, but we are not crushed. Have you ever met somebody? whose identity they just begin to form around their affliction, around their dysfunction, that the only approval, that the only affirmation they get is when people uh, show them grace and love and kindness. They think the only way that they can get affirmation and approval from people is because of their dysfunction, because of their affliction. Their affliction becomes their identity. Their sickness becomes their identity. Their setback, their stronghold becomes their identity. Have you ever met that person? Man, that's such an easy thought to to fester and to create an identity on and come an agreement around with in the middle of isolation. If we're not careful, you will misplace the fact that your affirmation, your approval comes from the fact that you are a vessel that has been entrusted with the Holy Spirit. The whole affirmation, the only approval that you need in this life is the fact that you and I, that we are vessels for the Holy Spirit. Look no further for your affirmation than the fact that you're a vessel for the Holy Spirit. Look no further for your approval than the fact that you are a vessel for the Holy Spirit. If you forget whose you are, you will forget what you are. Come on, somebody. You are a vessel for the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you this too. Ladies, single ladies, where are you at? Your approval does not come from the size of the rock on your left hand. You don't need a ring on your left ring finger for approval and affirmation. All the affirmation you need is found. The fact that you are a vessel for the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. That's affirmation enough. I wish someone would just shout right now in their living room or in their dining rooms. Wake up your neighbors and let them know the fact that I got the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. That is affirmation enough. Gentlemen, I didn't, think, I didn't forget about you. I didn't forget about you. Yo, you young guys out there, your approval doesn't come from how many women you have slept with. It doesn't come from the numbers of people that you have been with. It doesn't come from the notch in your belt. No, 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 no. The only approval you need for the fact that you're a man, the fact that you have self-worth, is found in the fact that you are a vessel for the Holy Spirit. The only approval and affirmation you will need in this life is that He has entrusted you with the Holy Spirit for the rest of us.
Maybe those aren't two things that you struggle with. Maybe for you, having enough money or enough O's in your bank account is where you get your affirmation from friends. It doesn't matter how much you have been entrusted with in silver and gold that makes up your bank account. It is about your approval, your affirmation, your self-worth. It's found in the fact that you are a vessel, you are a jar of clay for the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. That's all the affirmation that you need. We don't need to go through this life looking for approval and affirmation from this, that, and the other thing. No, 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 no. The only approval I'm interested in, the only affirmation I'm interested in, it's not in my spouse, it's not in the strangers at the store, it's not because of how I look or how I dress or what I'm going through in life. No, 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 no. The only approval and affirmation, if you want to live a solid Christian life without deterring, without looking for to the left and to the right for your approval, trying to find affirmation of things that will fail you. The only affirmation that you and I need is found in the fact that we are entrusted vessels for the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. He's given us his scripture. He's given us his promises. He gave us his son on a cross. He opened up the empty tomb. And because Jesus said it was better that I go if the Holy Spirit may come, you and me, we have been entrusted as vessels of the Holy Spirit. That's all the affirmation you need. That's affirmation enough. Somebody right where you are, just declare that emphatically over your life. That is affirmation enough that I have been entrusted with the Holy Spirit. And what Paul says next is, is often a statement that's confused, that we hear it, and we don't always understand it. We don't always think it's correct. We always, we always think it's daunting. We always get the interpretation wrong. But Paul says that we are a not kind of people. But we are a people who are always given over to death. And when we hear that, we think God has always given us over, over to death. God is always trying to harm us. God is always trying to comfort us. God is always trying to teach us a lesson. Friends, that is bad theology. Friends, that is a false truth. Friends, that is a lie from the pit of hell. The simple truth of the gospel and what this says right here, right now, is you need to tattoo this on yourself. You need to remember this day by day. Every single thing from this moment forward that you experience in this life, you need to begin declaring this and decreeing this all over your life, all over your home, all over your marriage, all over your kids, whatever you have in this life. This needs to be your declaration from this day forward. God is always giving you over to life. Come on, somebody. God is always giving you over to life. When Paul said that we are a people who are given over to death, it's so that we can live in the life of Jesus, what he paid for. You see, when he said this, this was an insurance policy. That's what this is. This is an insurance policy. This is to ensure that that jar of clay, that vessel for the Holy Spirit that you are, that it's sealed, that it's sealed with Jesus. If you've chosen to follow Jesus, if you choose today to follow Jesus, it is a seal that as you are given over to life, if you are given over to death, as your body is breaking down, as your body is going through these things, as things happen to your mortal life, you have something on the inside of you. You are always given over to life because the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you producing life, able to heal your body, able to bring about provision, able to move things. He's always interceding on your behalf to the Father. This is the good news today, church, because the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you are always given over to life. Come on, somebody, right where you are. You just need to make some noise for the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, because the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. You are always given over to life. Come on, somebody. And then what Paul says next is, 
is a really honest statement. It's a really honest statement. He's like, yeah, your body, your body, death is at work in us. Death is at work in us. In verse 12, death is at work in us. That's Paul saying, yeah, your moral body, it's going to break down. Yeah, you're going to go through some things. Yeah, death is a reality. Dying is a reality. Breaking down is a reality. But that's why we... So I read the whole Bible. That's why I read the whole scripture because this next part, if you just stop there, that sounds really grim. If you just stop there, you wouldn't get the complete picture. If you just stopped after that scene, you would never know how the rest of the movie turns out. He says this, so death is at work in us, but life in you. Death may be at work in you, but if you've got Jesus, so is life. Death may be at work in you, but so is life. Death may be at work in your home, but so is life. Death may be at work in your marriage, but so is life. Whatever you are going through, whatever death tries to come for, whatever death tries to make its way into, you have life at work in you because you are a vessel for the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. This is the best news all day. Death may be at work in you, but so is life. And we know because what Jesus did on the cross, what Jesus did in the empty tomb, that life with Jesus will always triumph death on earth. Come on, somebody, right where you are. Death is at work in you, but so is life. And I love that. I love that because just like, just like how death was always coming for Jesus, came for him on the cross, came for him when he was in ministry, Confusion always try to come. Demons try to come. The demonic try to come. People who were against the advancement of the gospels try to come. Death was always chasing after Jesus. But because Jesus, he hung on the cross because of Jesus did in the empty tomb. Because Jesus died and he rose again. Because Jesus, he had the Holy Spirit on him and in him. He was able to overcome death. He was over to able, able to overcome confusion. He was able to overcome infliction and anxiety and all of these other things that we are facing down today in the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, our Bible says now lives in you. What enabled Jesus to defeat hell, sin, and the death in the grave has now been given to us because we are a trusted vessel. So that means when death comes for you, you can overcome it. When confusion comes for you, you can overcome it. When anxiety comes for you, you can overcome it. When you are feeling afflicted, when you feel like you are crushed, you are not defeated. Why? Because it couldn't crush Jesus, so it can't crush you. It couldn't kill Jesus, so it can't kill you. It couldn't overcome Jesus, so it can't overcome you. Come on, somebody, right where you are. You are a vessel for the Holy Spirit. Come on, church. This is the best news all day. We are a not kind of people. We are a not kind of people. Somebody, we just need to declare this over our home during isolation. We're not going to be given over to those thoughts. We are not going to be given over to that temptation. We are not going to be, or we're not going to give our marriage over to that. We're not going to give our kids over to that. We're not this and we're not that. Come on somebody, because we are a trusted vessel with the Holy Spirit. For some of us, we just need to get this revelation today that somebody may have said this about you but you are not what they said about you. Death might come for you, but you are not of death. Hospice might be what they have said, but you are not under hospice control. 
Disease might come for your home, but you are not disease. Come on, somebody. We are people of not. We have a Holy Spirit on the inside of us who day by day, who by day by day is renewing us from the inside out. Come on, somebody. In the midst of isolation, the midst of what we're going on, we don't have to make agreements with our desires. We don't have to make agreements with our fear. We don't have to make agreements with the thoughts that pop in our head. We don't have to make these agreements. We have got a vessel we are a vessel for the Holy Spirit. He has called you and me jars of clay. And for you and me, that means that we don't have to settle for anything less than what the Holy Spirit says. We don't have to give in to temptation. We got the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. When those thoughts start coming, it's because they're trying to move the Holy Spirit out. That's why we, it is so important during isolation that we remember whose we are so we can remember what we are. I love what Paul goes on to say. Paul says this in verse 16. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to things that are unseen. For the things that are unseen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Come on, somebody. Paul declares to us today, so we do not lose heart. We are people of not. We do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Our outer self, it grows older. Our outer self, it goes through some things. Our outer self, it, it, it begins to break down as we get older. But our inner self is being renewed day by day. There's that word again. Renewed. Renewed day by day. If you are a trusted vessel for the Holy Spirit, if you are a Christian, if you are a Jesus follower today, your insides, your inner self, your inner man, the Holy Spirit is renewing you day by day. Quarantine day, whatever. We've been in this thing for how long? If you're doing this thing right, it doesn't matter what day it is. It doesn't matter how long we've been going through it. Day by day, we are being renewed by the Holy Spirit. We are a people who are being made new day by day in the midst of quarantine. When the world is confused, when they're uncertain, we have a certainty on the inside of us. And that is if we are doing this thing right with the Holy Spirit at the helm, if we are acting on the fact that we are a trusted vessel for the Holy Spirit, we are a vessel for the great greatest treasure there is on the face of the planet. That is the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Think about that. Every single day, that spirit that rose Christ from the dead, that enabled him to defeat hell, sin, death, and the grave, that same spirit, that very spirit is at work on the inside of you, renewing you day by day. So in quarantine, day by day, day 60, day 50, day 100, however long this thing's got to go, the Holy Spirit can be at work in you. However long this thing's got to go, the Holy Spirit can be at work in your marriage. However long this thing's got to go, the Holy Spirit can be at work in your kids. He can be at work in your heart. He can be at work in your mind. He can be at work in renewing you from the inside out. Come on, somebody. You are a vessel for the Holy Spirit. And day by day, that means that you could be being renewed. And then he says this, Paul says this light, momentary affliction. Is there not a better word to describe what we are living in right now? This light, momentary affliction. 
It's light work. This is light work for the Holy Spirit. This is momentary affliction. This will pass. This will go on. This is momentary. COVID-19 will go. This will fade. Quarantine will leave. We will be on the other side of this. This is light work. This is momentary affliction. Come on, somebody. What Paul is declaring to the Corinthians is the same thing. I believe God is declaring to this church today, to take over church today, that this is light work for the Holy Spirit. Come on, if you think coronavirus has a puncher's chance to come at you, you are dead wrong. If you think for a moment that the devil has got a puncher's chance at taking out the Holy Spirit, you'd be dead wrong. If you think, therefore, that the devil on his best day, with his best punch on your worst day, has got a puncher's chance in heaven of taking you out, he does not because you are a trusted vessel for the Holy Spirit. You just got to make an agreement with that identity instead of an identity of confusion. You got to make an agreement with that identity instead of an identity of depression. You got to make an agreement with that identity instead of an identity over adultery, over pornography, over whatever you are facing down in this season. You got to declare today that I am a vessel for the Holy Spirit. That is what I am. That is my identity. And that is what I was made to do. That's my certain word in an uncertain time. Come on, somebody. That is who you are. This is light work. This is momentary affliction. This is fading. This is fleeting. This soon will pass and we will be on the other side of it. This soon will pass and we will make it through this. It depends on how you want to make it through this. You can be on the other side of quarantine as bound or as free as you want to be. That's a word for somebody this morning. You can be on the other side of quarantine as bound or as free as you want to be. Heck, let's take it up in Annie. You can make it to heaven. You can be heaven bound or you can be in heaven free. Come on, somebody. As for me and my house, I plan on us making it to heaven free, not heaven bound. I plan on us making it through the end of quarantine free and not bound. Come on, somebody. This is available to you and to me. This is for the church. We are a not kind of people. It doesn't matter how long you've been believing. It doesn't matter how long in years of church you've had. It doesn't matter if you have a, uh, the most amazing marriage in all the world or one that's new and budding and you're going through some things or your relationship or whatever your life looks like right now. You and me equally, we are the church. We are the bride of Christ, and we are jars of clay, and we are vessels for the Holy Spirit. This renewal day by day is made available to every single one of us. But we got to remember whose we are. We've got to remember whose we are. We're going to forget what we are. In the middle of quarantine, if we begin to forget whose we are, and we think we're just so-and-so kept in home with our thoughts, if we start thinking, I'm just this, or I'm just that, Oh, I'm just confused about this. I'm just confused about that. I'm just beat up by this. I'm just defeated by this. I'm just afflicted by this. This is my lot in life. This is my situation. This is what I have. When we begin to believe that is what we are, it's because we are forgetting whose we are. You're not in charge. You don't have to figure it all out. You don't have to have all the answers. you got a God who does, who is in charge, and who has a cure called the Christ. Come on, somebody. You have got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. This renewal day by day is made available to you. This is light work. But we got to remember, if you remember whose you are, you will remember what you are. If you remember that you are 
a child of the God who saved your soul, who rescued you out of fear, who rescued you from certain death, who rescued you from hell, sin, death, and the grave. That God, if you remember that's whose you are, you will remember what you are and that you are a vessel for his Holy Spirit. He says this. Paul says, do not lose heart. And he says, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are transient, for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Man, you're not going to make it through isolation and quarantine and take heart if you all you do is focus on the seen, the transient. If all you do is focus on Fox News, if all you do is focus on CNN, if all you do is focus on Capitol Hill, if all you do is focus on Lansing, if all you do is focus on Donald Trump and Gretchen Whitmire, if that is all that you focus on, if that's all that you focus on is statistics and his death rate and his clear rate and all of these things, if you focus on what is transient, you will lose heart. Because you're going to be focused on all the wrong things, but friends, if in the, midst, in the midst of quarantine, in the middle of isolation, in the middle of this season, right here, right now, you could begin to focus your eyes on the eternal, what God is doing, that we know that he makes all things work together for the good of the Lord. If we know that those who love the Lord, if we know that he is doing more than we think he is, if he is doing a new thing, if he is alive and he is active and he is able to do exceedingly above all that we can ask, dream, or imagine, is you know that when you say dream or imagine, those are things that you see. Come on, you'll focus on what you can see. He is able to do exceedingly above what you can see, what you can focus on. Don't get stuck and don't get lost in the transient because this will fade. This will go away. This will move on. This will pass by. But on the other side of it, will you be someone who kept heart the whole way? Would you be somebody who remained a vessel for the whole, for the Holy Spirit, for the endurance of it? Will you make it through to the other side being a jar of clay or will you allow, will you allow what you are a jar of, what you hold on to, what you are a vessel for? Will you allow that to move the Holy Spirit's word out of your life, his renewal out of your life? And will you take on anxiety? And will you take on sickness? And will you take on a person of death? Will you take on a person of confusion? Will you take on a person who is defeated? Or are you going to remain a vessel for the Holy Spirit? Like I said, I didn't come with a normal Sunday church message today. I came with a word from heaven, a word from the Bible. This is not a 10-step program on how to be better. This is a simple truth that you got to remember whose you are so you can remember what you are. Come on, somebody. If you will focus on the eternal, it will actually enable you to take heart. But it's when we focus on the transient, the temporal, that we will lose heart. So what I want to do this morning is we're going to go back into a song of worship in just a moment. And right now, in this space, in this moment, I want to invite you and yours right now to close your eyes, to bow your head, to put everything else out, to put breakfast out, to put kids out, to put the issues with work out. Maybe you got things you're working from home on the weekend. Maybe you got some things going on that you need to get to. Put that out of your mind right now. And let's have an honest evaluation of the vessel that we've been throughout quarantine because it's not too late. This bad jacks just got extended. Obviously, there's some differences. Praise God for the differences. Praise God that you can go to golf courts and you can go boating. You can do all these other things now. 
It's fantastic. But right now, got extended through the 15th, short, cool. But that means you got like two weeks worth of time right now where the Holy Spirit can be renewing you if you want to decide that's the kind of vessel you want to be for the rest of the season. That's the kind of affirmation that you want to have for the rest of the season. That's the approval you want to find for the rest of the season. The renewal you want for the rest of the season is found in the person of the Holy Spirit that you are a vessel for right now. So with every head bowed and eye closed, let's take an honest evaluation. Let's look at it. Man, am I, have I just become a person who just exists from a place of being defeated instead of a place of living from a place of victory? When you're a vessel for the Holy Spirit, church, right now, just focus on my words. When you are a vessel for the Holy Spirit, you are a person that lives from a place of victory. You are not a person that exists from a place of death. You are not. Come on. We're a not kind of person right now. We are a not kind of person right now. This is our identity. We may be afflicted, but we are not defeated. We may be in quarantine, but we are not forsaken. Come on, somebody. You haven't been forsaken this whole time. You might feel like your spouse has left you. You might feel like your boss has passed over you. You might feel like some things have passed you by in this life, but you are not forsaken. Not by the only person that matters, whose approval matters, whose affirmation matters, whose word matters. So right now, with every head bowed and eye closed, if you're looking to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life. He offers all of these things. He offers all of these things. He offers provision. He offers healing. He offers all of these things. But the best part that comes with Him is knowing that you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you from this moment forward. So you and Him, you're never separated. He never leaves you because you have got the living God on the inside of you. That's the best thing that comes with Jesus. So if that's you, Repeat these words after me. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life. Give me your Holy Spirit. Make me a vessel. I want to do this life with you at the center. Seal me right now with what you did on the cross with Jesus. Because from this moment forward, I give you every ounce of me. Past, present, and future. Just put the Holy Spirit at the helm of my life and renew me from this moment forward in Jesus' name. Come on. And for everybody, whether you just met Jesus for the first time or you've been following Jesus for a long time or you've been kind of having an on again, off again with Jesus or you've been in like with Jesus, right now we are giving it all back over to Jesus and we're declaring in this moment, I'm going to be a vessel. Jesus, make us a vessel. Bring us back to this place where you are the most important part of this thing, where you are the determining factor of how my quarantine goes, God. I don't want to forget whose I am. I don't want to forget what I am, God. I want to remember you, God. You are my affirmation. You are my approval. You are my everything, God. Right now, I've lived as a defeated person, but now I arise as a victorious person. I've lived in a place of confusion, but I enter in to the reality of my certainty that's found in the person of Jesus right now. 
God, I'm not going to give in to the things of this world any longer and allow them to be the determining factor in my life, God. Instead, you are going to be the divine determining factor of my life from this moment going forward. I make you Lord of every area of my life. And through that, Father God, you're Lord over my quarantine. You're Lord over COVID-19. You're Lord over the pandemic. And right now, you are Lord of every area of my life. Make me a vessel for the Holy Spirit, God. I want to be a jar of clay. I want to be entrusted with the greatest treasure as earth has ever seen, the person of the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for leading my life. Thank you so much for renewing my life. Every area, marriages are alive right now. Children are coming alive right now. Destinies are being rescued right now. Futures are being secured right now. The past is being redeemed right now, all because you have made me a vessel for the Holy Spirit. God, we thank you for a new future and a new lease on life. God, it's not our lease. We're not the owners of it. You are God, and that's the best life we could ask for in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Let's not lose heart, church. Let's not lose heart. In this season, from this moment forward, we're going to do what Jesus said, and we're going to take heart. We're going to take heart from this moment forward because we're going to focus on the eternal and not on the transient. We love you so much, church. We ask you to stick around for this next worship song. Let's lean into what God just said. Let's lean into the truth of who he is, that we are a vessel for the Holy Spirit. And I believe that as we do that, we're going to have greater identity in who we are in Christ. We're going to have less identity in all these other things of the fallen world that want to take us out. And we are going to be certain people in uncertain times. Let's go, church. We love you so much. Thank you.